This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. In today's world, workforces are becoming more and more diverse. That's both now and what's expected in the future. We expect to see a lot more gender diversity, age diversity, ethnic, racial, cultural backgrounds, different religions, all mixed together in the workplace. So today I want to talk about three aspects of leading diversity that are really important. And before we get to those three aspects, I want to just say a word or two about both the advantages and disadvantages of diversity. So on the advantage side, when you have a diverse team, you can access new ideas, innovation, and get to different ways of doing things because you're using multiple lenses multiple eyes in the organization. And you can also more quickly identify market opportunities as they become available. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. Some years ago, I was meeting with the senior executive team of an organization whose primary product was actually ladies' pantyhose. And it was at the time when a lot of corporate businesses were going into casual Fridays and some other days where people didn't have to be quite so dressed up coming into the workplace. And so this organization was struggling with the notion of, what are we going to do? Because women are wearing less pantyhose nowadays because of these casual days and casual Fridays and also more relaxed workplace. As I'm sitting there with the senior executive team, I just want you to picture for a minute who was sitting around the table. How many women do you think were around the table at that senior executive team? The answer, zero. Other than me as their outside trusted advisor, there were no women around the team. Yet they're talking about a product that's predominantly benefiting women. Most of the men that were around the table were probably over 50 years old. So you didn't have any younger men even at the table. They were all white males. There was no ethnic diversity either. So you know age diversity, no gender diversity, and no ethnic background diversity. Now, as an African-American woman, I'm there and I suddenly notice that in some segments and sectors of the African-American cultures, Women are still wearing pantyhose and to many different settings, including work. And this company had an excellent product and yet very few colors that an African-American woman would be able to wear. So that then, then was a market opportunity that they wouldn't have thought of earlier and not having someone else on the team with a diverse mindset lens or set of experiences might not have easily been able to bring up 
or to even have them think about. So the advantages of diversity, just having those different people at the table will speed up your ability to think about what you could do that you're not thinking about now, including when it looks like something's going away, there's probably a new opportunity. You just have to have the lenses there to be able to see what the new opportunity is. Now, even though there are certainly these great advantages of diversity, there are some challenges, maybe not totally disadvantages, but certainly challenges. And one challenge is that the more diverse people you get together around the table or in a room, the more likely it is that they're not necessarily all going to see eye to eye. The truth is that homogeneous groups often think more alike and therefore they can move faster to coming up with what they're going to do next. Now, of course, they may come up with the next direction that's not the best direction because they may have a more limited scope and view. So again, we don't want that. However, it's just easier relationships. You come from the same background, direction. You think in some ways that are similar. It's easier to get along. So another challenge when the groups are very diverse, there can be values conflicts. You have people from different religious perspectives and backgrounds, different country cultures. There may be different values that are highlighted. Maybe someone comes from a culture that values the collective more than the individualistic aspect in the United States, for example. And you've got that mix of people trying to work together. Well, those are some things that might have to be worked out. Also, in diverse groups where there are so many different voices, it takes more time to hear and to explore what those different voices have to offer. That's why the communication tools that we've been talking about in this podcast in general over the months, so tools such as listening or dialogue or being able to provide feedback, these become even more important as you have diverse teams those communication tools, and also creating a learning organization. Because the more diverse people at the table, the more there will be to actually learn. One of the things about diversity that I think is important in leading diversity is to recognize it's not just something that you do as a set-aside on the side. Effective leadership takes into account what it looks like to lead in a diverse context. And so there are three aspects about this. Number one is what I'll call attracting diverse talent. And most organizations eventually will come to some awareness that there really is a business case value for having those diverse voices at the table, just like the pantyhose company would have been benefited by having diverse voices at the table. So they know they need to attract different people. And often, just as we talked about in a previous podcast about mergers and acquisitions, since companies see the business case advantage, they will go out and recruit people who are different along some dimensions and variables. And so they'll recognize that piece. Number two, however, is then you have to utilize the diverse talent that you attract. 
And many times organizations don't recognize that as they become diverse, the whole organization has to shift and has to change in order to actually benefit from the diversity. And sometimes the mindset of a company or an organization is not that, oh, we're bringing in different people, so we have to shift. They're thinking we're bringing in different people and their job is going to be to adjust to us. The reality is there's adjustment in all directions and people are learning to dance because they have different dance partners. So you have to be nimble and the whole organization has to be prepared, if you will, to change. That's really key utilizing diverse talent. So you want that talent when they come in to see that there is a place for them, there's a role, their contributions are valued and will be utilized. And that gets to point number three, which is keep diverse talent. I see so many organizations that have been successful at attracting diversity However, it doesn't take long for them to lose it out the back door because they're not effectively utilizing the talent that they bring in. They're not nimble enough to make the internal changes as an organization and to shift how they do business and to utilize the ideas of the new members that they're bringing in. And because of that, those new and different members begin to think there's no place, there's no role for me, and therefore they're back out the door again, you've lost a valuable resource and you're back to recruiting and starting the whole cycle all over again. So it does pay to learn what does it take to utilize and to keep the diverse talent so that you're not constantly in the endless cycle of attracting and then losing. We've been talking about both the advantages and the disadvantages of having a diverse organization. And a lot of companies understand a bit about the advantages, and that's why they go out to recruit diverse talent. What they're surprised by is how difficult it actually is to integrate that diversity into the organization and to become that nimble an agile organization that I mentioned who's willing to grow and to change and to truly benefit from the diversity. So this cultural competence piece is something that requires a lot more knowledge and understanding than most people anticipate. So we will come back to this topic in the future and I'll share some other ideas with you about what that cultural competence includes and what it actually looks like. In the meantime, I want you just to do a self-assessment of your organization. To what extent are you diverse? To what extent do you see a revolving door of diverse people coming in and going out? What can you learn from that revolving door of going in and going out? What might be missing? What might you need to add in order to retain more of the best people? If you happen to be bringing in diversity and you're retaining people well and your people are adding value, then begin to think about what's the reason for that? Because again, you get more of what you emphasize. You want to know what that is and continue to emphasize it. In the meantime, I'm always here. 
and available to talk to you personally about what cultural competence might look like in your setting. So look forward to hearing from you. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.